This is Off the Shelf, episode 86. We're recording this on Tuesday, April 12th, 2016. I'm Ryan Gallagher. Joining me again tonight, Brian Sauer. Hey, Brian. Hi. How's it going? Going good, sir. So last week I talked a little bit about my... I think it was last week I talked about Star Wars and my thoughts on, you know, remaining spoiler-free for episode (laughs) 8. And I was thinking like, oh, maybe I just won't watch any trailers and I'll see if I can go, you know, we'll see how far I can get without being spoiled to anything. And last week, there was a little trailer that went up online (laughs) for not episode eight, but the new Star Wars standalone, a Star Wars story movie, uh, Rogue Rogue One. And uh, like a sucker. I just, I couldn't wait and I watched it right away. And I, I, I even like had Miranda and Charmaine come into the living room. Like it was before school and you know, everyone was getting ready. And I looked on my phone and I was like, the new trailer's up. We got to watch it right now. And so I like put it on, I, you know, went over to YouTube, the YouTube app and put it up on the TV and, um, made everyone watch it with me and, uh, everyone. Funny. I did the same. Well, I, (laughs) My daughter was watching TV at the time, but it was in the morning real quick before school, and I threw it on the computer for my son and my wife and I to watch. We got to watch this right now. The morning. <laughs> got to do it. Did, how did your family react to it? I think favorably. Um, did they understand what was going on, like where this was taking place? And I mean, I think we all gathered the, you know, the timeline stuff of it, I think. Um, but you know what? It was, so, it was so like they were just running out the door five minutes later so we didn't have a chance to powwow afterwards but i watched it again as soon as i got to work too <laughs> yeah i've watched it several times i even watched um a, a i listened to a podcast uh dissecting the trailer they oh did like one of my favorite podcasts is the incomparable and they do there's like a pop culture podcast and they're a bunch of tech geeks but they also love pop culture stuff and so this is like their pop culture show and so they did leading up to the force awakens they they would do entire episodes on like the trailers leading up to the movie like the teasers and so they did another one on this one and they talk about that you know minute and a half trailer for about an hour and a half and they like (laughs) break, break down every they go frame by frame and so when i was listening to the podcast i went i like downloaded the 1080p version of it had it up on my screen and as i was listening to the podcast i was just going you know moving frame by frame through the through the trailer looking at everything you know taking it all in seeing like oh what's going on with this character in the background i don't know look at that there's a little droid back there and you know uh all that all that fun stuff so I, uh, I, I I have a feeling that my ideas about not going into episode eight with any spoilers are going to be, it's just, there's no chance that's going to happen. I mean, it's like, it's foolish. And you know what? I, it's fun getting into like, you know, maybe not being spoiled to things isn't fun, but like, you know, enjoying things as they are doled out to you, I think is, can, can be fun. I think we're still, and we probably talked about it on the show. I think we're still as a sort of as a society really hung up on spoilers, and you know, there's more access to them. But I really feel like, even if you have certain things, sitting down to watch the movie, it's all its own thing. I don't know. I, I don't feel like there's a lot of things that can totally ruin that experience. But yeah, I but, agree. but I get the sensitivity. I honestly, yeah. 
do you think I th- I think for this next one, this Rogue One movie, I might go see it first. Maybe if Charmaine and I can go see it by ourselves. Um, I don't think I'm going to try to pressure Miranda into going to see this one right away. Yeah, it could uh, be intense. It seems like it could be. It seems like it could be more violent or more thrilling or I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I feel, I still kind of feel bad about bringing her to see The Force Awakens. <laughs> but, you know, in 20 years, I'll, you know, I probably will thank myself for doing it. I'll be, And she'll probably thank me for taking her. But right now I, I'm in that like, oh, this, this is probably too intense for her. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know about Rogue One. I think, I think I will definitely probably go see it first, but by myself, or at least, you know, before Miranda gets a chance to see it, just to gauge what you know, what, what how intense it is. Pretty excited. Yeah, it looks great. Everything about it, like the <clears throat> cast, all the different characters that they've come up with, um, you know, taking this this thing that we're like, we know how this is going to end. Um, general, like roughly, we know how this is going to end, yeah. but we don't know how this story is going to end. And so that's just such a great, you know, approach to, you know, making a prequel. Yeah, I agree. And it just sort of, it, it it's sort of opening the door to this whole, you know, expanding of the universe that mm-hmm. they're going to do. And it was really exciting because there's no pressure or expectation for this movie really because it's not quote unquote canon, I guess. And it's just kind of like, all right, what do we got? What, what are you going to do? I love this world doesn't seem like you can really mess this up too badly. Did you, were you a fan of the extended universe books and, and stories and comics and everything? Never got into them personally. Okay. So I, you didn't have any problems. Like when they, when Disney came in and said, okay, well none of that happened now. <laughs> and it's all, uh, we're wiping the slate clean. Those are just legends. Uh, you didn't have any problem. No, I didn't really either. <laughs> I mean, I read some of those books and I read the Thrawn books back when I was a kid and I have uh, some of them too. The bounty hunter book i forget what yeah. that one's called. but yeah i'm i'm happy with the way things are moving with the new star wars movies and disney i started watching uh season two of rebels the, the the star wars you know actually i started watching season two because of that podcast because of that episode of the incomparable that i was listening to someone on there i think it was serenity caldwell mentioned um or at least like brought up the idea that maybe this was taking place on um that planet that that they are on in rebels or at least like at the in season one um and so i was thinking like oh i wonder if this if this show or if this new movie rogue one is going to have more connections with rebels um than you know maybe like the main episode main films will have so we'll see so i started rewatching. i started i had rewatched season one or most of season one and then I, now i've jumped into season two um and it's great it is it is so much fun it is it is definitely like a kids show though still even though it's kind of violent um i wish it was like i wish they would <laughs> cut out some of the like ki- kid elements <laughs> even uh even though like i love kid shows i feel like some of the kid or like jokey elements that get kind of like crammed into this show are maybe a little bit too obvious or like i don't know kind of silly but yeah, it is a good show though um, so, uh, a couple of updates to the Kickstarter campaigns that we had been mentioning over the past couple of weeks. Uh, the, let's see, first of all, the Marion Davies, uh, Kickstarter by, by Ben Modell is going to be ending, I think by the time this episode goes up, 
you might still have a couple of hours left before the campaign ends. It's going to end 12 hours from right now when we're recording, which is going to be around 9 a.m., I think, Pacific time. So it's going to be pretty close to when people are listening to this episode. So it is definitely already past its goal. Obviously, we've mentioned that before. It's at $11,000 right now. And so it <clears throat> seems like it's going to be, uh, he's going to do just fine with it. Um, but if you want to get in on this, um, you'll, st you'll still be able to. It will be available on Amazon, so if anyone is worried about not being able to pick this up, you'll you'll still have your chance to buy it. Uh, this is just to get in, kind of like, get, to get in early and to have your, um, you know, ha have a on-screen special thanks listing in the DVD credits and um, get a little thank you postcard. So, I... Uh, the Disney television animation Kickstarter that I've been mentioning still has not met its goal. It's, you know, about a third of the way there, or maybe a quarter of the way there. Um, so hopefully it still has another month or over a month to do it. So I think, you know, hopefully, you know, some big Disney nerds or animation nerds will, will pick up on it and maybe share it on, you know, their blogs, hopefully like Cartoon Brew or, you know, um, cartoon research and all those other websites that we love will will share this and or at least discover it and share it and um hopefully it'll it'll make a little bit more money all right so quite a lot of news over the past week that we have to talk about tonight i had to i we have a little show note document where we have like news you know bullet points and whatnot but i have made like a full outline to uh, make sure that I don't forget anything tonight because I'm I always feel so uh, unprepared when I when I come il come along to this podcast and think like okay let's start talking about this stuff and I look at the news and I'm like all right am I forgetting anything so now I have I have made a full outline uh, that I'm I'm looking at right now on my desktop so let's talk about the arrow stuff there's a lot of arrow news over the pa from the past week they announced their July titles for both like the UK and US releases. There are some UK only releases. There is there are some US only releases, and then there are also some Arrow Academy titles that uh, they just announced a couple days ago. So first up, I guess first up, I'm going to jump to the bottom of my list here and mention the fact that Blood and Black Lace now has an, an you know another date, another official release date uh, to get a US release. This was you know. Going way back to when the Kickstarter camp or the Indiegogo campaign was it Indiegogo was it yeah it was Indiegogo um, for the Arrow USA uh, you know project that they that they launched last year this was one of those kind of titles that had kind of that people were very excited about and then it got postponed due to rights issues is I think what we were told at the time um, but now it looks like that is all been worked out or at least maybe they they waited out the whoever had uh distribution rights now they, they now that they have an actual release date for it we've mentioned in the past though the the uk version is region free and so anyone who was kind of waiting for it could have just imported the the other version and had no problems with it Good. so um it is you know they this is the exact same release right they haven't added anything to it I don't think so. You know what? I haven't, haven't made sure that that's the case, but I'm ninety nine percent sure. Yeah, I'd have to imagine that's got to be the same disc. I can't see them going and changing anything for this. 
So anyway, that's coming out on July 4th in the U.S., uh, Independence Day. Because it's, you know, related to Independence Day somehow. Because <laughs> we think of Italian directors when we think of our country, I guess. Exactly. So uh, also on July 4th, they're going to be releasing The Swinging Cheerleaders. Is this a movie that you've seen before? I have seen it, yeah. It's a Jack Hill movie. Um, it was the one that uh, preceded Switchblade Sisters, if I recall. And um, I forget if it's before or after the Pam Greer collaborations, but... Um, I just remember Tarantino talking about it in relation to him getting Switchblade Sisters made. Jack Hill, that is the director. So this is coming out in the UK and the US on um, that same week, July 4th and 5th. Um, actually, I wonder if my dates are wrong here. The Oh, uh, yeah, I must have written down some of the dates wrong. Anyway, um, the next week in the UK and the US, we're getting uh, Crime of Passion. This one is the uh, Ken Russell film. Is it? Oh, Crimes of Passion. Sorry, not Crime of Passion. There is a Crime of Passion, I think, on Arrow's website that is a totally different film. But this is the... Um, let's see, what year did this come out? Um, I don't have it here on my uh, in my notes here. My, my, <laughs> my, my long outline is already uh, failing me here. I think it's 84. 84. Um, yeah, this is starring Kathleen Turner, Anthony Perkins. Um, so, a very exciting. Another uh, Ken Russell film on Blu-ray. We've gotten a lot recently. This Come uh, on, Devils. Sorry. What's that? It, come on, Devils. I know. Come on, Devils. Someone has to to have it, you know. There's, the, the rights have to come up eventually. So, the... I guess the following week, or maybe a couple weeks after Crimes of Passion, um, Arrow is going to be releasing a box set of uh, female prisoner scorpion the complete collection this is going to have female prisoner 701 uh, scorpion female prisoner scorpion jailhouse 41 female prisoner scorpion beast stable and 701's grudge song now did this did they release the dvd set of this a while back i think they did well this is going to be uh, a new blu-ray release that they're releasing in on july 25th in the u in the is it uk only or us only? Or is it uk and us it, it's definitely us oh yeah it is uk and us so yeah um it is going to be so you'll be able to have a chance it's limited edition so i think they're only doing three thousand copies per region so you know there'll be three thousand in the us and three thousand in the uk um it's going to have a booklet it's going to have um double-sided fold-out posters of of two original artworks um you know reversible sleeves for all the films obviously and then you know new interviews and uh, as well as archival interviews with a number of the people who are involved with the productions of the movies are you a fan oh, of these ones i haven't seen I, I think i've seen 701 but it i can't remember for some reason i'm kind of excited about this set i've always wanted to revisit this stuff or revisit the one I think I've seen and see the others. Um, but I just say Arrow, and it's obvious, and they are just killing it with these sets, packaging, and whereas, you know, Criterion, we've seen sort of trim the extra stuff. Um, Arrow's really amped up their presentation, and it's not going unnoticed. Yeah. I mean, where, yeah, exactly, like where Criterion is kind of like stepping things back, Arrow is like filling that void for people who want box sets on their shelves. Yeah, I got the, um, 
Bride of Reanimator. Obviously, we'll talk about that later. But man, what a nice looking set that is. Yeah. Um, so that's and then uh, also on July fifth. This is a, this is a UK only title, but they're going to be releasing Satan's Blade. This is one that um, Olive released. Was this last year that Olive released that one, or the, maybe yeah. the year before? Uh, I can't. I think it was last year. Yeah. Um, Olive and Slasher Video. I'm curious if it's the same master as that one, which was. I can't remember if it was it was some kind of tape master. God, I'm confusing that with the other releases, but I know that. Now I got to double check. I'm I'm speaking out of school. I I know that the three of the releases, Deadly Prey and uh, Killer Workout and Shock 'em Dead, were video masters, but this one might not have been. So I got to check on it. Yeah, the listing on Arrow's website says that this is a new 2K restoration of the film. Hmm, interesting. Oh wait, it's okay. Brand new 2K restoration of the film presented in both 4 to 3, 1.37 to 1, and the 1.85 to 1. So they're doing both versions on this. Um, this is going to be Blu-ray and DVD, a, a dual format release. It's going to have a new audio commentary by the podcast, The Hysteria Continues. They're like a slasher podcast, I think. Yes, they've done podcast. They've done commentaries on a couple other, like either a Screen Factory disc or another Arrow disc. It looks like this is going to be a region free release. And um, so, yeah, this looks great. This looks like it, if you were a fan of the film and, you know, if I guess it'll be probably, uh, you know, a step up from the olive one. Although I do like the olive cover better than this one. But I'm sure maybe like this will have the, the reversible um, sleeve with the other artwork. And maybe that will have that poster that they used on the olive release. So that's coming out on July 15th. That's a UK only, but it is region free. Then um, the Arrow Academy titles that they announced, which is from a couple days ago. Um, so they're going to be releasing two more of the um, Fassbender films that were included in that box set. They're going to be they've been breaking those out and releasing them individually. And so two more of those are going to get uh, individual releases on July 18th. Uh, Fox and his friends with Chinese roulette and Effie Brist. Those are both getting uh, individual releases. Um, the box set is still available if anyone out there wants to pick it up. Um, and just an FYI for anyone who's interested in it, there there aren't booklets with the individual titles. So if you want to get you know additional reading material with these films, you need to buy the box set to get the book that comes with it. Um, that's where all the essays are, and they're not included in the individual releases. And they have been talking, and Arrow has been talking over the past couple months, I think, about, um, you know, the booklets in general are going to be kind of like a limited run where they'll be with, you know, a number of the kind of first printings of the, uh, of the discs. But once they run out of those, they're not going to reprint them. And so you might, you know, somewhere down the line, if you order Arrow Blu-rays, you might start finding them without uh, booklets included. It's just a cost-saving measure, I think, for them, is what they've said. So uh, those two films are coming out on July 18th. Also on July 4th, Independence Day, we're getting a UK release of the Oxbow Incident. Now, we were just talking about this because Kino is going to be releasing this film in the States, uh, and or they've, you know, they've, they've announced it, and I think they just detailed uh, what's going to be on it. And now we're getting a competing release in the UK from Arrow. 
there. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of these shared transfers or something going on. It does. It does seem like it will. It has to be the same transfer that they're getting from Fox for these two releases. Yeah. Um, I also looked at this list of supplements, and the the Arrow listing of the supplements seems longer. But it might just be because they include things like the list, you know, uncompressed mono 1.0 PCM audio and optional English subtitles for the death. So when do you like, you know, uh, remove some of the like excess supplements that aren't really supplements uh, or, you know, special features, I guess. Um, it is pr- is pretty much the same as what we're getting from Kino from what they've announced so far. So it's, we're getting the commentary track from dickie lane and william william willeman jr and then we're also getting the um henry fonda hollywood quiet hero um documentary then and then it says like restoration comparison on the kino one and trailer gallery it seems like the the only thing that's included on um the arrow release is there's going to be select scene select commentaries and um i think Oh, this introduction by Peter Stanfield, um, and he's so he's the one doing the the scene select commentary also. So there's gonna be like an additional commentary track, um, and then you know you get a booklet with this. The do the Kino ones ever come with booklets? No, <clears throat> no example of that is springing immediately to mind. Yeah, I don't think they do. So you know you can kind of take your pick, I guess, as far as which version you want to want to get. Um, I don't think you'll be missing out much if you get the Kino version and it'll make it things easier if you don't want to have a kind of region locked version of it, which is presumably what's going to happen with the arrow one. So that's the arrow lineup. That's what they've announced so far for, um, for July. Uh, a few other things we should talk about news wise, Reneo Bourgeois, Odo from Deep Space Nine, yeah, that yesterday tweeted that he was going to be that he was shooting a uh, interview with Criterion for the upcoming release of McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Very exciting. Like it when they, you know, something leaks out. I mean, he. I don't know if he would have like asked them if it was okay or if he would have just went and done it. And they were they're interviewing, so what are they going to say? Like, no, you can't talk about it. Yeah, I was one. I always wonder how you know how that works out. Whether or not like the actors know that they're, you know, I think that happened again with one of the De Palma releases recently where someone posted on their Facebook page about it. And, you know, I can't imagine that Criterion gets mad about this kind of thing just because they've already teased this film, you know, getting a release earlier this year with the, the wacky new year's drawing. And so this is something that's on everyone's radar. And, you know, Rene Aubergenois has kind of like a, he's not like, he doesn't have like millions of followers on Twitter. (laughs) And his tweet hasn't been, you know, retweeted thousands of times or anything. So it's like, you know, this kind of stuff is fun for the fans. And I don't, I hope they don't get mad at, you know, actors or anyone who who kind of like post this stuff. Just, I mean, I wouldn't. It just kind of builds enthusiasm. Yeah. And like whenever the, the new releases come around anyway, uh, there's always hundreds of thousands of people or maybe not thousands, hundreds of thousands, but like hundreds or th- maybe thousands of people who don't follow all this stuff uh obsessively (laughs) and they're always surprised like you know and i'm always amazed at the number of people who are surprised at what criterion announces just because all this stuff is like is pretty much out there all the time um 
but it's always nice to see that people are are surprised and don't follow everything i guess as obsessively as us um so kino has announced a few things they did uh detail that uh, oxbow and oxbow incident but they've also announced a couple of other things uh one million years bc on blu-ray very exciting uh this has this been available has this been available on blu-ray anywhere i don't think i feel like we were talking about it for some reason i I thought so too i think the uk i think there's uk blu-ray i'm gonna look this up now because i i totally when you put this in the notes and then i went and looked at their facebook page and saw that it was coming from from them on blu-ray i was like i feel like we just talked about this was this already known and then uh I'm glad you said that just now. Well, just because I, I double-checked it because I knew we talked about it, but the way that they listed it um, is like when they list something for the first time. Coming soon on Blu-ray. Like, they don't give a date. They just say what it is. Okay, so I found it. So back in March, on March 4th, there was a news story about Studio Canal announcing that uh, 1 Million Years BC will be coming to Blu-ray on June 13th. Um but this news story doesn't really tell much as far as what, you know, which version of the film it's going to be and everything. Luckily, in the the Facebook um, posting for this on Kino's website, they did mention that they're trying to get the uncut version of the film. So we'll see. Um, and that is definitely something that... Um, well, actually, I guess... Uh, so th- some of the people who are commenting on the Blu-ray.com article back from when this... This uh, studio canal release was announced. It seems like people are saying that it is that that UK version is also going to be the hundred minute um, uncut version. Uh, yeah. Then they've also announced this film, Cry of the City. Yeah, I don't know this one. Um, it uh, looks like a film noir to me. It's directed by noir veteran uh, Robert Siodmak. And and stars Victor Mature and Richard Conti. Um, definitely have heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Um, so that one looks cool. Brand new 2K transfer. Yeah. Another Fox title, I think, that they're working with. Yep. Like it. So Vinegar Syndrome has detailed now um, their upcoming release of Dolomite. We talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> but we didn't have a whole lot of information at the time. And now... Um, th- um, or- Maybe we did. Maybe we had a little bit more information. But um, there is going to be a lot of supplements on this Blu-ray from Vinegar Syndrome. It's going to be region-free. They're going to have... um, It's going to have two framing options. They're going to do the 1.85 to 1 widescreen version and the alternate full-frame boom mic version, (laughs) which sounds awesome. With extra boom mic. (laughs) Um, Is that a version that's been around before? I, I... I don't know that it's how they're frame boom mic. I I mean I feel like the old Xenon VHS was was open matte, so that I'm pretty sure you could see boom mic in it. Um, but I don't I don't know. I'll be curious if this is like <laughs> they've done some extra work to it. <laughs> but I'm sure it just feels like a an open matte. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna have documentaries and featurettes and. Um, they've also mentioned, or Vinegar Syndrome has also mentioned that they're going to be doing four more, uh, in a black exploitation series, um, coming out in, let's see, May, June, and July. So they're going to be doing, um, the human tornado, 
They're going to be doing P.D. Wheatstraw and Disco Godfather. Um, well, also, it says don't miss double feature of the Candy Tangerine Man and Lady Kakoa. I mean, I know Tang- Candy Tangerine Man, but... Oh, it's crazy. So is this... um, This is Vinegar Syndrome, not um that other label of theirs what is the other label exploitation tv no what is the other uh oh 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 etiquette pictures etiquette pictures that's the one i was thinking of yeah i they're all i think these are all uh vinegar syndrome proper for some reason i thought that etiquette was doing dolomite but i thought that, that yeah i remember the announcement that came a while back maybe they are involved but not prominently as we thought i don't know that is weird I thought, um, also, like, what happened to Coonskin? I thought we were getting that on Blu-ray soon, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Well, not listed here. That's not good. Oh, yeah, it's not. Um, so, yeah, Coonskin still set on uh, Etiquette Pictures' website. It still says release date to be determined. So oh, okay. it looks like this is definitely not uh, Etiquette Pictures. This is definitely Vinegar Syndrome. So let's see what's next. Shout Factory, Scream Factory, Death Wish 2 coming Yes. Um, so let's see. Is this this has to be like a Scream Factory release, right? I it's listed as Shout, but on the site, but so it's hard to tell. But it seems like a Scream release. It seems like totally the kind of movie that they, you know, sort of a brutal action movie that they might. I don't know. It's hard to tell. But it's got what's neat about it is unrated, uncut version of the movie is going to be included as well as the theatrical cut, which is already available on Blu-ray. Are the are all four of the Death Wish movies available on Blu-ray somewhere? I believe so because I have. Oh yeah, those say, all came out from. I have those too, actually. Now that I think just about like it, MGM. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those came out back in 2012. Yeah, I mean, I know that there's a difference in ownership between the first one and the and two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one. So yeah, I have. They're they're putting together some new supplements for it. It looks like a neat release, you know. All right, so Universal is going to be releasing Black Dog. Tell me about this uh, news story here. Um, you know, it's it's a, it's a trucker movie. Oh, this is the Patrick Swayze Black Dog. Patrick Swayze, oh, Meatloaf, yeah. Randy Travis. Um, it's a, you know, it's just a fun sort of you know over the top action truck movie. Um, that doesn't quite get enough love, as far as I'm concerned, based on the uh, the Swayze love for you know, Roadhouse and things like that. I think Black Dog is, you know, not not Roadhouse or anything, but it's pretty fun. <laughs> I love this. I love the cover. It's like, you know, the truck with the flames, the explosion, <laughs> and then yeah. the three guys kind of floating above it. That is just like the epitome of like bad cover design, I think. <laughs> you know, trucks trucks should really just be on fire. And <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, two trucks. I forgot. <laughs> All right. Um so Mill Creek, we talked a little bit about um, the fact that uh, the 5,000 fingers of, um, what was it? 5,000 fingers of Dr. T. This is, um, that is that's going to be coming uh, from them on Blu-ray. Uh, but they've also announced now that they're going to be doing um, some William Castle double features. Uh, do you, so these, have these been on Blu-ray before? Well, the only one that I know of that's, is Mr. Sardonicus was on a blue with 
another double feature they did with um crap like i have it and i can't remember the other title but i think the other three homicidal 13 ghosts and 13 frightened girls mm-hmm. i don't think any of those have been on blue yet well these are coming july 5th from mill creek and so these will presumably be pretty cheap um, right now, the 5,000 Fingers of Dr. T Blu-ray that's coming out on June 7th, you can pre-order it right now for eight ninety nine. So deal. a deal, definitely. Speaking of deals, while we're just talking about deals, the Iron Giant right now available for pre-order uh, all the way in September, but you can get it for nine ninety nine right now. If you just wanted the individual one and not the kind of super extravagant $75 Ultimate Collector's Edition. I... I- Put in the pre-order for the nine ninety nine, and maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll cancel it. Maybe I'll get the other one, but hard to not. You just can't not get it for ten bucks. I know that's crazy. Um, I mean, good on Warner Brothers for releasing it with such a low MSRP right away, just so yeah. that everyone can get this. Um, you know, and not feel not hesitate, I guess, to in buying this. Yeah, I mean, especially after all that talk that we did, we 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 talked about WonderCon and the documentary and everybody's love for it i mean i haven't seen it but that alone should be worth nine nine for me just to see that sounds great absolutely um one other thing that i wanted to talk about before we're getting into kind of the next announcement um is this this roku stick that was announced so there's going to be this new um you know roku has has several different boxes and devices and they, they've had a um, hdmi stick that they released a couple of years ago. Um, and now they've announced a new one, but what this new one does, that's kind of cool that I thought we could talk about just for a minute here is that it's going to be, it will, uh, stream audio through it. And so you can, and it will stream it to like your smartphone. Um, in the past they've done things where like you can plug headphones into the remote control and listen to audio there. But now with this new stick, if you have the Roku app on your phone, You'll be able to listen to audio, so you could plug your your headphones into your phone and then listen to the audio coming out of the stick uh, over that. So if you don't have a whole Bluetooth setup, you know, ending with audio going into your headphones, um, which is which, which is what I did, um, this is kind of like a new way around that, or like a, a new easier way to get you know, um, you know, if you just want to listen to uh, you know, watch, you're watching Netflix and you don't want the whole house to hear what you're watching. Uh, this is a new, easier way of than you know, setting up a whole Bluetooth system. So, yeah, I mean, I I I already have a Roku box, which is a couple of years old, and I have I keep being tempted to buy a new one, but I haven't yet. Um, and now that like now that this new stick has this new audio setup, it makes me not want to buy. I was I've been considering getting that you know that 4K Roku bo- Roku streaming box. Um, but I don't think that that one has this new stre- streaming audio technology in it. So it kind of makes me like not want to get that one. But, um, if I'm going to get a new box, I kind of want it to be like, you know, uh, the best option for me right now. And it seems like if, if this one has the audio, but the other one has better picture then I kind of want, um, cause I don't think this one streams 4k, uh, it doesn't stream 4K according to this article that I'm looking at. So it's only 1080p, but it has this cool audio feature, which I don't really need because I have the Bluetooth setup. 
but it is kind of a neat little, you know, feature. Do you ever think about replacing your Roku? Um, a little bit, although well, I guess ours is probably about where you're at. Um, yeah, I guess if I if I upgrade my TV or something, then I would have to. Um, do you still use that as your primary kind of like Netflix, Hulu, like streaming box? Well, for downstairs, yeah. I mean, we have PlayStations upstairs in my son's room and my wife and I's room um, that we stream our media off of or through. Uh, but downstairs, we use the Roku still. And do you use that for like for your voodoo watching, I guess, too? Voodoo watching, Netflix, yeah. Um, Amazon, Hulu, everything we do down here just goes through the Roku. Do you still subscribe to the Warner Archive streaming? I do. I haven't used it in a little bit, but um, but yes, I do. Cool. I haven't. Um, I think my subscription lapsed, and I haven't. I've been. I've been meaning to go back and kind of see what they have, and and you know, get back into watching it. But uh, I am just <laughs> like drowning in services that I'm paying for <laughs> that I don't watch right now. Yeah. No. It's there's too much media. All right. So um, the last piece of news before we jump into the new releases this week is the Twilight Time July and August lineup that was announced. So some pretty cool stuff here. Uh, yeah. So, so there, we're getting five titles on July 12th and then six titles on August 16th. Um, so why don't you tell me what you're interested in uh, in this list of, of July and August stuff? Um, well, I mean, there's a lot, but I mean, the top tier stuff for me is uh, Zelig. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really cool Woody Allen film that I I feel like a lot of people haven't seen. Um, not because it wasn't available, but just because it doesn't get talked about as much. Like a faux documentary about this guy who's like sort of a chameleon. And I remember Paul Thomas Anderson talking about it, I believe in reference to Boogie Nights on the commentary, maybe for Boogie Nights as maybe sort of an influence of a faux documentary influence on him and his, that movie. Um, the gang's all here is coming. Now that's already been out. Masters of Cinema, and I'm assuming it'll probably be the same transfer because, again, Fox title. Um, and that transfer looks amazing. It's just a great Busby Berkeley musical that I like quite a bit. So I'm excited to have that from them and see what other new supplements they might have. And then the other one that's a little strange, uh, I guess, well, actually, there's two more. Hardcore coming in uh, August. That's the George C. Scott, Paul Schrader movie. Um, I like that one a lot, too. Um a very interesting performance from George C. Scott. Um, yeah, I like that movie. So I, I'm, 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 I'm holding out hope maybe they could get creator to do a commentary. It seems like they, they have gotten some directors of his ilk to do stuff. So I'm hoping maybe that'll happen. I would think he'd be available to do it, want to do it. Um, the, the last thing though is they're doing a double feature of the Frank Sinatra, Tony Rome movies. Uh, Tony Rome, and then Lady in Cement, and I'm a big fan of Lady in Cement. Really like the seek the follow up to uh, Sinatra's Tony Rome. They're also going to be doing a re-release of Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. Um, and I think so. This has to be like one of the last ones, right? We talked about how yeah, they, I they thought had, they were done. I thought thought so too. And then when they announced this, I thought, now is this? I couldn't remember back to when we talked about that that forum post or Facebook post, I forget what it was, where they said that they were going to be 
you know, not doing any more re-releases. And maybe this was like the last of them that they had to kind of teased at, at doing an upgrade or, you know, a re-release of. I, I remember I, when I saw when I posted the announcements over the weekend, at least I had got at least one, one comment where somebody had said they thought they were done. So, um, one other one that I wanted to point out here is this 1953 film, Miss Sadie Thompson. I, I can't remember now if you just mentioned it, but no, I did not. Um, so this is going to be, this is a 3d film from 1953, a 3d musical starring Rita Hayworth. So, uh, if, if for nothing else, those little things should kind of like, uh, that should definitely be on our radar cause we're both 3d Blu-ray nerds yes. and, uh, I, I'm very excited to check this out. Yeah, I did not realize that was, I missed that that was going to be a potential 3D thing. Yeah, they're planning on doing, I guess they're doing both a 3D and 2D, 2D Blu-ray version on the on the disc. I'm going to learn a little bit about this movie. Yeah. So yeah, very exciting lineup from Twilight Time. Um, so speaking of Twilight Time, they are also having a sale right now. Uh, I don't know, have you picked up anything during this sale? Uh, I have not yet. How long is it going on? So the sale is going on through April 22nd. So you still have another, you know, when this episode goes up, you'll have another like nine days to pick something up. The problem-ish with this sale is that it's not exactly clear which titles are on sale or there's no like list showing you. I mean, it's almost everything, I think. Uh, it's like more than 100 titles and it's pretty much everything except for the newest stuff i think are ten dollars off so there there haven't there hasn't really been anything that i've found that isn't on sale except for like the last couple of releases from from this year i think um so i just wanted to mention that just because it's uh these sales are pretty uh infrequent although somewhat regular now i think but this is you know your opportunity to pick some of these up uh, I think this sale is a little bit better than the the, the screen archive uh, version because um, the, the, I feel like the shipping is cheaper through Twilight Time Movies website. Yeah, so um, right now I think it's like $5 flat rate shipping. Um, and I feel like it's more than that on the other website. Is that? I believe it is, yeah. So right now I have like a few, I have a few titles that I'm looking at buying. Um, for the sale, I'm going to probably get a man for all seasons judgment at Nuremberg and the bride wore black. Uh, I just have to double check to make sure that I don't own those already before I buy them. <laughs> but the, that's currently what's in my shopping cart. I just have to double check on a couple of those because I have been known to buy things during sales like this that, uh, I might already own. Yeah. Some of the other ones that I've been thinking about that I still don't own are bunny lake is missing obviously a classic and definitely needs to be on my shelf but i also wanted to throw out a few other recommendations for people if you're interested in picking up some twilight time things uh when the wind blows that animated film oh, great yeah. great release it's only 20 bucks um the new fat city blu-ray is also only 20 dollars right now uh john carpenter's vampires uh that one is one that i think they're it's running low or at least like in the going fast area on their website. That's one of the couple that are listed there. Um, the new Blu-ray of Hal Ashby's The Last Detail is also part of the sale. So it's only 20 bucks. So uh, quite a lot of good stuff uh, available. I think you can pretty much just go down their list of titles. And it is, again, so it's you have to go to Twilight Times website, the twilighttimemovies.com, 
and go to you know individual pages and it will tell you whether or not it's on sale i'm pretty sure it's almost everything though yeah i mean you can just go to all titles and then mostly obviously not the new stuff like you said but you can just flip through gosh they put out a lot of good stuff i think you can even get the new let me check before i say this oh yeah the new mysterious island blu-ray is only 20 bucks right now so definitely yeah. should pick that up yeah, I would recommend people grab Emperor of the North, maybe 10 to Midnight if you want some sleazy Charles Bronson. I mean, stuff here. At close range. So, <clears throat> again, speaking of Twilight Time, uh, let's jump into the new releases of the week. Uh, they had a pretty awesome week this week. They had uh, six titles come out. Uh, we've been talking about these over the past few weeks, but it's, again, worth mentioning. Um, so... Prayer for the Dying, Chato's Land, Cutter's Way, In the French Style, Julia, and Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. The re-release is the the Encore edition is now available again uh, on Blu-ray. Um, did you get a chance to have you have you got any of these in the mail yet? I did. Um, I was just checking out Cutter's Way last night. Um, that's the one that you were really excited about. Yeah, that's definitely one of my more anticipated discs of the year, and doesn't disappoint. Looks good. Commentary with Julie Kurgo and Nick Redman is good. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I love the movie. It's it's definitely a downbeat movie. And I was rereading Danny Perry's um, entry on in Cult Movies 2. That's how I first saw the movie was because of that. And he talks about like not liking the movie at first and then realizing it's a movie that rewards multiple viewings and things like that. It's totally that kind of movie. I think I'm on my fourth or fifth viewing of it and... Uh, it's really picking up steam as far as, you know, being a favorite. Um, Jeff Bridges and John Hurd are outstanding in it. It's just an amazing movie. Cool. I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, I mean, I, there's a bunch of these that I haven't seen A Prayer for the Dying. I haven't seen In the French Style. I haven't seen Julia. I, I want to see all three All three of those. Yeah. Um, the big Criterion release of the week this week is the Howard Hawks film Only Angels Have Wings, starring Cary Grant. Um, a nice week for Cary Grant this week. Yeah. We got two awesome Blu-rays. Um, but this Only Angels Have Wings release is pretty great. It's got a new 4K restoration of the film. It has uh, audio excerpts from the 1972 conversation between Howard Hawks and Peter Bogdanovich. It's got a new interview with David Thompson, um, you know, the radio adaptation of the movie. Um, but I think one of my favorite you know, special features of this release has to be the artwork, the cover art and the interior kind of leaflet art uh, done by Francesco Francavilla. He's just such an awesome comic illustrator. He is one of my favorite people online to follow. He posts stuff all the time, um, but he's, you know, he's great to follow on, you know, Instagram and Tumblr just because he's always posting artwork that he's doing. And he's so good at drawing this stuff up pretty quickly. Um, he even posted a couple of like, sketches that he had done for this Criterion cover. And I think this is his first cover in the collection. And so hopefully Criterion will work with him more in the future and get him involved with more stuff like this. Um, but it's so cool to now have him, you know, up as a part of this like pantheon of artists. Yeah, I agree. I love this artwork. And yeah, I hope it's the first of many because I could just, I would buy prints, this kind of art done up um, for older films like this. I just... I don't know. Something about those two things really, really excites me. Yeah. Uh, the new 4K restoration looks great. And this is one where I think 
um I forget now was this was like a TCM exclusive at one point where they, yes. they had it on Blu-ray. Did you have that yeah. Blu-ray also? I did. It had I think I think it just had a um uh introduction from Robert Osborne. Oh yeah. But I, I think that was it for, I believe that was it for supplements. But yeah, what a great disc. And I love the Bogdanovich audio interview with Hawks. Um it's I think it was relatively short, but it's always great to hear him speak. For some reason I haven't heard a ton of, you know, or seen a ton of footage of him interviewed. And so it's kind of interesting to hear the man himself talk about his process and things like that. It's pretty great. No, totally. I mean, he's kind of like a, you know, like a, like a Titan in film history. And so it's, um, you know, when you get moments like that, it's, yeah, it's not, he's not someone that you hear a lot, uh, talk about movies, you know, in, in old supplements. And since he passed away in, in 77, it's like, you know, we don't have that opportunity anymore to go back and, and pick his brain about this stuff. Yeah. He just, I, he comes off like a little bit like the carrot, one of the characters in his, one of his movies in some <laughs> ways in that he's like really unassuming, but has like seemingly lived pretty full life, yeah, you know, definitely. just been on, seemed to have been on adventures and stuff. He's just really interesting dude. It'll be interesting. I, so there have been, I think some other Hawks Blu-rays in, I feel like the thing from another world was recently released in Japan on Blu-ray. I hope that comes to the States or like the, I hope this gets like a, a re-release in the States. I do too. That's, that would seem like a possible criterion. Maybe it's a Warner own title. I asked I heard, but yeah, I would hope so. All right. So that's the big criterion release of the week kicking off. This is the first of their April titles and uh, what a great way to start things off. So the other, uh, Cary Grant released this week uh, a pretty awesome Blu-ray from the Warner Archive. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Suspicion is now available. This is their, um, you know, it's. I was just watching it before we started recording, and uh, it looks great. It's got a making of documentary on it. Uh, I mean, it especially looked great because I was like, you know, right before I started watching it, I was like, you know, I want to go back and rewatch the trailer before I do that. And I didn't watch the trailer on the disc, but I watched, I just went on YouTube just to see, I was actually looking to see if maybe trailers from hell had done a, a, a clip or, you know, a trailer for suspicion with someone talking about it. And they didn't, or at least I couldn't find one on YouTube, but I thought for sure they would have. Um, but it did, you know, it wasn't available on YouTube if, if there is one, but, uh, you know, the, the one trailer that I found of suspicion that I watched a little bit of just looks so terrible. Like, you know, the condition of the movie looked like it was just like, uh, like someone had chewed it up and spit it out and then, put, and then recorded it. And this new Blu-ray looks so much better than that. There were a couple of shots that I noticed when I was watching it that weren't, that didn't seem quite as, you know, beautiful as others. Uh, but overall though, like it looks, you know, like a thousand times better than anything you'll see on YouTube. I mean, I think it effectively continues there run of really solid you know black and white transfer definitely uh some pretty fun acting from carrie grant and joan fontaine all right so this uh there were a few other titles that came out from the warner archive this week that i'm definitely excited to to look into things like uh valley of the kings and have you read about any of these uh this week's warner archive releases yet no i didn't even one day where i was a little busy and i didn't get a chance to Check them out. So Valley of the Kings, let me see if I can find the, the information about this because I was just looking it up on uh, on the WB shop, I think. But um, here, wait, let me go back and 
pull this up here. Um, I think this was like the first film shot in Egypt is what I remember reading. Um, let's see, 1954, the first major Hollywood production to film in Egypt. So, uh, very exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to definitely pick this one up. It's got, um, a score from Miklos Roja and it's directed by Robert Piroche starring Robert Taylor. I think they're doing, so I feel like this week and maybe next week, they've got a lot of Robert Taylor movies, uh, being released. Yeah. It looks like a ton of them actually. Yeah. So then this week there's also this documentary cinema exiles, um, another film called the man in the moment, uh, the seventh sin. And so this is, uh, and then next week we got a bunch, a bunch more. So, um, very cool week from, uh, Warner archive. All right, so some stuff from Shout Factory, Scream Factory, released this week. The um, let's see, The Village of the Damned, the 1995 version. Uh, this is the uh, from uh, John Carpenter. And I was looking, I was, you know, I was, I was I was hoping that maybe the 1960 version was available on Blu-ray somewhere, but it is not that I can tell. So it looks like only SD uh, out there. I think it might be like you know on DVD and then maybe on streaming, but only in standard definition. But now we have the, the Blu-ray of the remake. Uh, not the best movie, not the best <laughs> Carpenter movie. Uh, it does have a fun cast though. I mean, it's got Christopher Reeve, it's got Mark Hamill. It's got, yeah, it's Chris- got Superman and Luke Skywalker. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Like it does have those things going for it. Uh, it also has, you know, one of the kids in this movie is, um, what's his name? Decker, he was the, he was the he was John Connor in the Sarah Connor Chronicles, and he was he's been in a few other things too. But it was fun to see him like as this young kid in this movie. And I totally you know I remember watching this back in the nineties, but I I had I haven't seen this movie in years. But uh, you know, you know, for as like it is definitely not one of the best uh, John Carpenter movies, and I think even he has said that he didn't really he wasn't really all that into it. But yeah, it was a, from what I understand, it was a, he wanted to make Preacher from the Black Lagoon and Universal owed him a picture or something. I don't know. There's some contractual obligation that needed to be met. And one story is I, I heard that this movie, because it didn't do so well and that, that sort of precluded him doing Preacher. Too bad. Cause I would have liked to have seen John Carpenter's Preacher from the Black, Black Lagoon. Somewhere there's an alternate universe with that movie existing, and I'm sure it's actually kind of neat. Yeah. Um, I mean, despite how you know good or bad this movie may be, it does have a lot of supplements on here, including like a new, uh, new interviews with you know John Carpenter and, and a number of the crew and and cast. So, um, and then also like revisiting the locations of the movie, and um, this this documentary with Peter Jason. So, um. You know, if you're a Carpenter fan and you're a completist, then now you have a nice edition of this film to uh, line your shelves alongside all of his other movies that that Scream Factory has released. Yeah, you kind of, if you're a hardcore fan, you kind of got to get it. I think so, too. Um, so a few other things uh, out this week. The folks at Masters of Cinema released the Blu-ray of Three Days of the Condor. Got kind of a, a lackluster review from... Uh, Dr. Svet over at Blu-ray.com, but uh, I am definitely planning on still picking this one up. Uh, I I still love this movie. I had watched it a few months ago now, and 
uh, it still held up for me. I think it even had even held up better than I, than I had thought like than it would. Um, but I'm, I'm very excited. I think we even talked about this when, when it was first announced, like you were, what did you say? You had like gotten, uh, Max von Sydow's hat or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back when I saw it in college, I had gotten a, or a fedora along the lines of yeah, what yeah. he had in that movie. Uh, also out in the UK this week is the, um, well, actually it's, uh, this is a, is the Pride of the Reanimator U.S. and U.K.? It's definitely U.S., Okay, um, but I think it might be both. Okay. This is a limited edition version of it. It's got it. Um, so tell me about the packaging that you're saying that looks... It's just it's just one of those big old thick... came in the package, and it was one of those uh, packages where I'm like, oh, did they put two discs in there? Or three? Because it's just like a big old stack, or is the way that... It, the big old... Um, box and it's got a really nice full color like comic slash you know essays supplement book that goes slides in there with the disc and you know it's got a sort of a fold out um display that it's got no spindles in it which is a little weird they've got this other kind of packaging where you squeeze the side and get the disc out but anyway um just overall it's just a nice sized very significant fun to hold in your hand kind of box rest was was uh Stuart Gordon was he not involved with this I don't as far as the supplements you mean or, or just like the movie, movie? I in general. I think it's more I mean I don't know how much he was involved but I know it's much more Brian Usna's yeah um so I'm assuming he must have been I don't think they I don't know that current relationship but yeah um yeah, now I want to look. So uh, a few other things that came out this week. Um, did you did you watch this Destroyer Edge of Sanity double feature from Scream Factory? I did. So so Edge of Sanity is like the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde one, and then Destroyer is the... Um, Shocker. Sh- is it Shocker is like, so they're in a, in a prison, like making a yeah. movie in a prison. Yeah, I mean, uh, Edge of Sanity is definitely the better of the two. Um, it's kind of like... Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde meets Jack the Ripper because when Anthony Perkins' care, I mean, also ostensibly it's a du- Anthony Perkins double feature. He's he's very prominent in uh, Edge of Sanity where he plays Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde slash Jack the Ripper characters. Um, and then he's a film director in uh, Destroyer. There's a movie being made in the prison uh, in the film and he's the film director. Um so yeah, Edge of Sanity is interesting. Um, not great. Destroyer is. I was really excited about, um, but I found it to be less great than Sanity. Um, it's got a lot of things going for it. Um, in that it's got Deborah Foreman in it from Valley Girl and Real Genius, and then Clayton Roner, who was in just one of the guys in April Fool's Day and Modern Girls and, um that other Scream Factory release that I'm blanking on right now, but the killer from the book. Um, anyway, those two actors I love so much, uh, but this movie, this was really tough, really not great. The the Lyle Alzado plays the killer, and he's just really sort of sadistic and mean, and you know, there's something about his bug eyes that make it a little more too much for me. I don't know. So it was not very good. <laughs> Sadly. Um, the folks at Cult Epics released the film Shram. This is the 
Um, I think this is the last movie from, is this the last movie? Anyway, like it's the director who did, uh, Nick Romantic. Um, oh, that's okay. His name is, I'm gonna, uh, I'll try to pronounce his name. So Jorg Butgerite. I don't know how. He, Pretty good. I mean, that last, his last name, I'm sure is, I'm pronouncing that totally wrong. Anyway, uh, this is, you know, I know if you, in, if you love gory, uh, scary horror movies um maybe not even horror like i don't know it's just very graphic uh and you know very bloody uh but you know i guess like at sometimes these horror movies kind of like go so far in off the deep end of like horror and like disgust like you know graphic disgustingness uh that they kind of almost become like it's it's kind of fascinating to watch from like a filmmaking point of view to see like like, to imagine like how much fun, I mean whenever I try to wa- watch movies like this I always have to imagine how much fun the people who make them are having even though they're trying to like make you squirm and you know just be disgusted by what you're seeing um, but you know like sometimes when you're just you're making effects like that you have to just like be having so much fun like creating this stuff on the screen even though this movie is like you know incredibly hard to watch and you're, you're seeing these horrible horrible things uh, on the screen so this is the uh, new Blu-ray release from them. It's got a new commentary track from the director. And uh, actually, I think it has two commentary tracks on here, uh, as well as some short films of his and uh, trailers and whatnot. So very cool. Um, finally, I just wanted to mention the new animated release from DC and Warner Brothers. This is continuing the line of animated Batman movies uh, and I guess animated Justice League stuff, but this is Justice League versus Teen Titans. This is the one that they showed at WonderCon, I think, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Did you get a chance to see it there? I missed it. I believe that was on a day when I couldn't go. Okay. So this is, you know, continuing the storylines, essentially, from what we've seen from the past Batman movies. Like, you know, most recently there was that one Bad Blood and then, um, you know, Batman versus Robin and, um, you know, essentially, like, I guess... Son of the Bat, Son of the Bat, is that what, Son of Batman? Um, anyway, there have been a lot, and I, you know, I feel like I'm kind of getting burnt out with this this current line of Batman and uh, Robin. I, you know, this Robin is the one where it's his son who was born from Talia al Ghul, and he's the assassin, you know, he was raised as an assassin, the, the Robin was raised as an assassin, and so he's living with Batman to kind of like, um, and Batman is trying to kind of teach him his ways of like, you know, no killing and, um, you know, doing the right thing. And, and meanwhile, Robin is like this angsty teen who is just like, but also kind of like a ruthless killer. And so, you know, there's an interesting dynamic there. But um, these Justice League or, you know, Batman movies, I feel like I'm I'm kind of burnt out with. And luckily, uh, there is a trailer on this Blu-ray for the next project that they're working on which is going to be um a animated version of um what is that joker uh story oh. the killing joke yeah and so there's a whole 10 minute feature where they talk about uh the killing joke the 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 comic as well as like and then there's a number of um uh you know interviews with different people who are involved with it as well as lots of clips showing you 
what they're doing as far as like the animation style, the character design, um, the voices. I think Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy are back as Batman and the Joker for this one. So uh, if you're a fan of, you know, the original Batman, the animated series, I think this will be a pretty awesome continuation or at least like, you know, uh, it's not exactly it's not an Elseworlds title in DC, but it is, you know, you know, it's it's a very graphic novel. It's very violent and uh, a little scary. So um, and they're definitely making it. They're not pull, you know pulling any punches with this. So that was one of my favorite supplements on this uh, Justice League versus Teen Titans Blu-ray release. Um, I think if you're a fan, or I guess like if you've enjoyed the other Batman, uh, recent Batman Blu-rays, these animated ones, then, you know, certainly pick this up because it continues all that stuff. Um, you know, it involves a lot of the other Justice League as well as uh, the, obviously the Teen Titans. I mean, it's, and it's not exactly like um, kind of, riding the the wave of batman versus superman the the new live action movie but you know it's hard to make a movie like this titled like that you know released so closely to the other one without feeling some kind of you know like cynical response to it but uh i don't know i mean i, I do enjoy some of the animation style though like there were some really beautiful shots like i feel like one of the the villains is kind of taken over by this uh this you know bad guy for the movie um but there's like these like this red lightning that they use in some shots and it just looked so beautiful uh you know in 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 some of the fight sequences um i was it was it felt like something i hadn't seen before and so i just was i was pretty impressed like when they're able to kind of like say like you know like let's try to you know do something creative in this project that feels kind of like you know an extension or a continuation of what we've already been doing it's fun to like when artists are able to kind of like inject little bits of um something new to kind of like you know pull you out of like you know your comfort zone i think so i i'm i will i'm i'm glad that i have it uh but it's you know i i'm glad that they're also moving on and doing other things you know like killing joke um because i was such a fan of when they did the dark knight returns um animated adaptation i think it was great all right is there anything else that we should talk about as far as releases go oh the, there was a kino release this week yes uh shadows in an empty room exactly that was one i wanted to mention i watched it this week it's also known as blazing bat uh, blazing magnum um it's not bad um it's got Stuart whitman john saxon martin landau isa farrow Mia's sister, um, who's in Zombie and some other movies. Um, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's kind of a giallo sort of thing where this police detective in Ottawa's uh, sister is killed by poison and he's trying to figure out who the killer is. And I think the highlight is there's a car chase um, about three quarters of the way in. And it's definitely one of the better car chases I've seen in a long time. And it's one of those car chases where both the police detective and the guys chasing their vehicles have basically almost fallen apart by the end of it. So those are always fun car chases. Almost destroy their cars completely. So it's pretty good. Um, definitely. I can see partially that that might be part of the reason it's got a cult. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was solid. I enjoyed it. Cool. 
Well, um, I think that's about it for this week. Uh, next week, there's some pretty cool stuff coming out. The The Revenant is coming out on Blu-ray, as well as um, the stuff from Arrow and uh, that Outlaw Gangster VIP collection. Um, and then from Criterion, Barcelona comes out next week. I think from Warner Archive, we get Susan Slept Here. And uh, I think there's a bunch of Olive titles coming out next week, too. Yeah, Olive and then a few Kino Lorber Studio Classics, too, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, is this like uh, the Yul Brenner file of the Golden Goose comes out next week, I think? Yep, yeah. yep. Very cool. Well, Brian, thanks so much for, for joining me tonight to talk about this stuff. Thank you, sir. All right, everyone. You'll find links in the show notes to all the stuff that we talked about. Uh, thanks for all of you, the feedback that you send us online, and we'll see you next week. 